Hey there. Good day to you, my friends. It's Tuesday, May 16th, 2023. We're in a nice stretch of really beautiful weather here. I hope you are too, wherever you are. It's going to be, today might be the best day of the week. Excited about that. The, um... The weather is playing such a role in my life right now, and I don't like to let the weather do that, but as it changes, you know, you get, like, there's other things you want to do, right? Like, grilling out and, like, going out and being out and so the things you have to do. You have to take care of your yard now. You have to, you know, patio furniture. You got to, you know, cover and uncover all summer long. Um, but it is, it is beautiful, um, everything's in bloom. It's just, ah, it's the best. It's the best. I tell you, George, it's the best. Um, and the grilling thing, you know, just brings up a whole multitude of new things that you have to do. Grilling is just such a wildly different prospect than cooking something in, in, in the house. Um, but we're going to talk a little bit about buying a new grill today. The entire process I had to go through. Hopefully it's helpful for some people, but really I want to document it so that I remember down the road, next time I have to get a grill, what a pain in the arse it is. Arg. Arg, 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 arg. Well, for now let's talk about things that we're grateful for. You know, as I write this uh, stuff in the morning, I am constantly now thinking about what are other people going to think about this? And I, I don't let that influence what I write down. It doesn't influence that at all. But how boring this must be to hear what I'm grateful for. Um, but maybe it makes you think of your own place and your own stuff. And then you remember to be grateful for something maybe you wouldn't have thought of being grateful. for. Maybe you're just grateful in general where you wouldn't, where you normally are not. Um, and I, whatever it is, I... I, I hope you get something out of it but if you don't i don't care i'm doing this for for my own selfish reasons so what am i grateful for i'm grateful that lisa excuse me is the pooper picker upper i have to mow today so i'm always grateful for that uh she's rarely ever perfect at it so i'm usually running or you know like it's usually i and i'm not gonna break my line because i like as nice aligns as humanly possible. Sometimes you get it right on the tire, which is really the worst. And some people think it's getting it in the blades. That's the worst. But usually the blades aren't going to hit the poop. They're going to go over the top. If they do, it seems more temporary, the smell, than when it gets on your tire. The tire just is like there for the duration of the mow. Even if you hit it in the first two minutes, it's just like, there it is. It's in between the treads. It's just sitting there. And as it chunk, Chink goes around the wheel. You're just, ugh. Ugh. If it's on a front wheel, you see it. If you're like my mower, you can see the front wheels. So I'm grateful for less poop to have to run over, I guess. And um, I I mean, you know, that's a horrible, thankless job. Who wants to go out and the dogs are looking at you like, yeah, that's right. Pick up my poop. Uh huh. <laughs> I wonder if they even get that that's what they're what's happening there. Do they get that they did that? 
And that now you're going to pick that. I, I don't, I, that's such a weird little role situation there. Um, I am grateful for solitude as well. I love being alone. I, I love it. I'm a thinker. I'm an overthinker. Um, the thinking keeps my head on straight. I tend to, in my whole crazy evolution of thinking, I, I go from, you know, like just a normal thought to kind of making it a crazy thought to bringing it back around to, <laughs> to a, a normal thought. That's just my way. I don't know why, but I, I have to go through all that. Um, it, it at least keeps my head on in a less messed up angle than it would be if I didn't have time to myself. I'm grateful for my family for whatever reason. I don't, I, this is going to sound horrible, but I don't think of everybody in my family every day. Maybe I do, but it's not as prominent as it is right now. And for whatever reason, I'm thinking about them a lot. My mom, my brother, my dad, my sister, that family. Um, I haven't been able to, I, I called my mom Mother's Day and yesterday uh, and haven't been able to talk to her. So maybe that has something to do with why I'm thinking about them more. I am also uh, grateful for windows. This is something I don't think any of us really ever really consider, but I I get to look out this window today and see the beautiful day it is outside. Um, I actually like being in, you know, a lot of times we have to be inside, right? Like when we're working and whatever. And it's nice to, when you have to be inside to be able to see outside and see the world still spinning and what have you. But I, you know, when it's really crappy outside, I love a window then too. I love just, man, there's not much better than a really crummy day where you're inside watching TV and you kind of have the excuse to not have to do as much because everything you do outside, you kind of don't want to do or don't feel like you should have to do because it's crummy out. Like watching a good storm. I love a window, man. I just do. And that's my my list of things that I'm grateful for today that I wrote down uh, prior to this. And again, if you don't get anything out of it, that's okay. But uh, if there's stuff you're grateful for, you should make a note of it and you should tell people because it makes the world better, man. Just do it. What are you grateful for? It's the main part of the program here. It's what's eating kale. It's why I call it what's eating kale. These are little things that I just like to get out of my head so I don't keep thinking about them. Clears the head for the rest of the day or maybe even sometime in the future. Or uh, it at least lets you start thinking from a different place the next time, right? Because you got this part out and now you might enhance that thinking later because you don't have to think about this again. Anyway, um, the thing that I've been wanting to do and I took the time to do over the last day or so was um, I, I wanted to document my process for buying a grill because it sucked. And if I ever needed to do it again, which I will, unless I die soon, could happen. Um, the, the process sucked, and I don't know that you can make it better by today's standard. There's only one way I think you could make it better, and that is just go to a store and buy a grill and Whatever you see there, whatever trips your fancy, whatever tickles your fancy or trips your trigger, just get it and go home. If you could do that, I can't. There's no way I could do that. The buyer's remorse would start before I even got home. Uh, 
Ben and I talk about this. My friend Ben Hotz and I, we talk about this in the Friday, May 12th episode. And the reason I needed a grill was a few Saturdays before that I, uh, I wrecked my other grill. But I was going to get a new grill anyway, in, my, in fairness to me. Um, anyway, just listen to that because the discussion we had is 100% true, but it was prior to actually buying the grill. Um, I'm not happy about the process. I love my, my new grill, um, but it isn't the one I wanted. All right. So in, I I don't, it's, I I don't even know how to explain. I mean, I can go to the website and tell you, I'm going to put a picture and make a model number of it on the website. It's a Charbroil, which is a mid-level brand of, Home grills. When I say mid-level brand, it's not. You know, there's there's grills that are similar to it that are two hundred dollars. This one's not two hundred dollars. Uh, and then there's the Weber grills, which are about fifteen hundred dollars. This is in the middle of that. When I say in the middle, it does not include the you know the five thousand dollar grills that you can get you know from the barbecue guys and what have you. Um. That was my goal this year was to get not a $5,000 grill, but to get a really nice built-in. Um, just that wasn't in the cards, especially right now. Uh, but anyway, you go through this process, and I'll, I'll just explain it from one storage perspective. This is Menards. Menards is a Midwest or Wisconsin-based like Home Depot. Um, and I also looked at Home Depot, but on the Menards website, they had a compare button, and so I could choose like three or four grills and then click the compare button and then it would show you comparisons in columns like of like information. Right. And this was the perfect example though, that there was the grill that I bought, the grill that I wanted, and then another grill that was even less than that, but would have been fine. Um, so, the grill that I got had checked all the boxes. It was available now. It did what I wanted it to do. And uh, it had one or two of the features that I that I really wanted. The next grill down uh, couldn't be converted to natural gas that they had. There's like, you could get that. But if you wanted the one that could be converted to natural gas, you'd have to wait. In, uh, in fact, that's the, th- the third grill was the one that I wanted that could be converted to natural gas. But you'd have to wait two weeks to get it. Now, some people would be like, well, in the whole scheme of things, what's two weeks? Well, it's two weeks, then i got to build it. Two weeks from now, who knows what I'm, what I'm going to be doing. Um, you know, it might be a whole other week before I can have the time to put it together. So it just kind of came down to this, and I wound up probably spending about $200 more than... But I wanted to, um, but the 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 best grill for me, no matter how I did it, it wasn't available on Amazon. It wasn't available at another store. It couldn't get. I could get it from the manufacturer, but that was even more expensive. Um, it just sucked. But everything was like that. I'd see a grill that I wanted. I was even willing to go down to you know what would be lesser models you know lesser brands than charbroil because it's not a permanent grill for me it's, this isn't going to be something I, I i might have it for 10 years but it's not something that you know this isn't my end all be all this isn't my 
dream grill, right? Um, so I was willing to go down to lesser models, but then these lesser models are weird. Like they, they have one sear grill or one sear grate, and the other grates are, are you know, just they don't get up to that super hot temperature. Well, if you're cooking, if you have people over, how could you do burgers on one? You sear, a, you know, a bunch of burgers or a bunch of steaks. You couldn't, God, it would be a nightmare to be the guy cooking. It would suck. So it was, instead of just being a process of elimination down to the, the exact grill that I wanted, this was a process of elimination to just be able to get a grill that satisfied the you know the check marks that I had. It sucked. I wish I was the kind of guy that could go into a store and say, "Now oh, this one's good enough. Let's go." Ugh. I would probably make a choice to return it before I got home <laughs> because I would just it would just gnaw at me. That there's something else. Oh, maybe I could do it this way. Maybe I could do it a different way. Who knows? All I know is that I got the grill that I got. It took me four hours to put it together or so. And I'm cooking. And it it, it works great, but it it cooks really hot. I mean, I got to really adjust my, my thinking on, you know, the temperatures I normally use. So that's, again, if you're buying a grill, I feel bad for you. Uh, I'll put up the information on mine, the one that I got. Uh, If you're keeping up with the Joneses or beat the Joneses kind of person, you can work from there, (laughs) I guess. That's the music of reflection. Learning from my mistakes is a chance for me to reflect on the mistakes that I've made. Or the mistakes of other people so that I can learn and be better. And I revisited uh, something I learned, a lesson I learned many years ago. Uh, It does crop up every once in a while in a weird way. But there's a quote by Mark Twain. And of course I could be wrong on it being from Mark Twain. I'm 90% sure that it's from Mark Twain. And the quote is, if you don't lie, you never have to remember anything. And when I learned that, when I heard that the first time, it was so effing liberating. It, it For two reasons. I was lying all the time at the time because I wanted everybody to believe that my life was amazeballs. I wanted them to think that every, everything was coming up roses for me. I had all the money in the world. I had, you know, just like everything was awesome. Everything was exactly the way I wanted it to be. I was living my life. And you should be jealous. I'm sure most people knew that that wasn't true because I don't think it was even possible for it to be true in a normal way. But I was in my 20s and I, you know, might have even been sick of everything not going well. And so I just kind of invented ways to make it look like it was going well, or at least so I thought. But when I read the quote in the context of trying to, you know, just like figure out what I was going to do with the rest of my life and you know, how do I get through all this? Whatever the bullshit was at the time. I, I, that really resonated with me. If you don't lie, you never have to remember anything. 
And I was like, oh my God. It, the thing that really struck me about it was that there's so much lying going on that somebody wrote a saying, you know, like <laughs> wrote a, like a little lesson about it. And so I'm like, oh, I'm not special. Everybody lies and that's stupid. It's stupid to lie. Be better than that. And I, I that just really got to me and really resonated with me. So um, I was I was even, you know, like I would never say sorry because I never did anything wrong. Um, if anything ever did go wrong, it was out of my control, someone else's fault, something else's fault. Um, I must have, honestly, I... If you were a reasonable human being, I must have seemed ridiculous to people who knew that my life wasn't perfect. In most cases, when people are like that, well, I, I did was my fault. It was something else's fault. Uh, everything's perfect, uh, you know. In most cases, everybody sees right through it. I'm the greatest. I'm the best. I'm the here's here's my credentials, and they're all amazing. I think that the best people in the world don't talk about how amazing they are. They talk about the crap they went through <laughs> to get to being where they are. And I don't know. You know, there's other people who kind of flip that around and they, they everything's so hard for me. Oh, I'll feel bad for me. It's so, you know, I'd be able to do this, but I can't because there's that group of people as well. I, we all do that, by the way. I do that still to this day, especially when I'm embarrassed that I'm not doing something I know I should be doing. And there's a reason. I Trust me, I after I say it, I know. And then I revisit in my head. I'm like, okay, that's not, you know, you got to take your own, take some accountability here and own up to it. But it's just, it's, you know, still lying. It's still not telling the truth. Um, and we just, you know, you got to do better than that. If you don't lie, you never have to remember anything. It was just a great, a great lesson. Very liberating and very nice to um, get past. And in a scary moment, I might, oh, you know, I, I uh, you know, I, I don't, you know, like I'll, I, I'm the first one to say that. Oh, yes, I should be doing the, you know, physical therapy and learning to get out of the wheelchair and what have you is probably the best one. There's a reason. You know, there was COVID, there was this, there was that. Um, there's always a reason, right? But that those are all just bullshit excuses. I say them to make myself feel better and to, you know, kind of soften the blow when people ask me about it, but it's bullshit. And I, you know, need to do something about it every day. So that's that's the lesson that I learned, and I and I relearned it. You know, I kind of I don't know that I relearned it today, but I, it came up today in my head, and just thought I would make note of it. That's what's eating kale today on a brighter note. <laughs> Going to have some stuff coming up this week, some conversations with some friends, talking to people about what would they do if they won a hundred million dollars. Make it a good one.